0: Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Chalu, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom.
1: In the world of math, a common denominator is a number that can be divided exactly by all the denominators in a group of fractions. That's the denominator's job, to divide. In this bodily world, the ego is the common denominator because its main function is division to fraction out the world in parcels of me and you and us and them the world of spirit though is different it's a common denominator that's the common denominator that it has is the vastness of the universe itself it divides nothing because in reality has nothing to divide it's all just a field of unity and unlimited possibilities. The second common denominator of spirit, that's the one that unites all of us. And we can only reach this commonality of love and peace and joy by ceasing to believe in our least common denominator of the ego and instead focusing on the common denominator that created us, the unconditional and unchanging oh, and eternal love itself. So this morning, Agape licensed spiritual practitioner. Deb Varn is going to teach us about these common denominators and how when we find the ones that unite us instead of divides us, then all we'll know to say is, oh Oh, yeah. Hear these wise and holy words. (laughs) From author and spiritual teacher Gloria Karpinski. no sailor goes to sea without first knowing what her boat will do nor how to adjust the sails. Only a fool thinks she can control the tides and winds. From A Course in Miracles lesson 76, trials are but lessons you failed to learn, presented once again. So where you made a faulty choice before, you can now make a better one and thus escape all pain that what you chose before has brought you. And from author Paul Ferrini, when you take responsibility for your peace, you understand that you are the cause of whatever you think or feel. Other people seem to impact on your happiness or sadness, But your belief that others are responsible for your life in any way is just an appearance, a distortion on the surface which veils the real substance. This is the illusion of which A Course in Miracles speaks. It is not the true reality. To be sure, every one of us has a tendency to look outside of ourselves for satisfaction, and we also have a tendency to blame others for our problems. Seeking the source of joy or the source of forgiveness outside inevitably lead to disappointment. Neither one exists outside of our own hearts and minds. Where I can find joy within, my joy is unconditional. It does not depend on other people living with me. It does not depend on other people loving me. It does not even depend on other people liking me or treating me fairly. My joy is a deep confidence I have in myself that says, I know I'm okay as I am. It is an existential affirmation of my being that can only come from me.
2: You know, when I was uh, in practitioner studies, one of the classes that we had to take was self-awareness, and so the deeper I got into this class, I became very self-aware that I was, I was the common denominator, that, <laughs> you know, that I, and I, I have an above-ground pool that I affectionately call the bucket.
0: And so it has,
2: it has a rim and it's, you know, the water and everything. And I was floating around contemplating what my project was going to be. And it popped in my head, pool of me, because I am the common denominator in, in my experience. You know, I am the observer. I am the projector. I I am all of it. We're all connected. They're one. There's only one of us here. So I'm swimming in a pool of me. I, I'm the rim, the water, everyone in me serve people for our experience because there's only one of
1: us here. <laughs> oh, so yeah. this,
2: this song is called Pool of Me, and it talks about why I came here and the keys to taking back my attention and being able to see my brother without a pass and be willing to see, because we all put mass up, to be able to look through that to the truth of a brother and sister's being and realize I'm swimming in a pool of me. I came to bring Cause I'm swimming in- the present tense Good to be here this morning. Thank you so much for for coming out on this beautiful, beautiful day. And those of you that are in YouTube land, uh, we we welcome you and we're excited to have you here with us as well as if you're listening to the playback because there is only now. So no matter where you are in the world, it's now. So when you listen to it, uh, you are joined with us and lean into that consciousness. So I always like to begin by evoking the spirit of living God that is closer than our breath. So let's just take a deep breath in together and release everything that came before this moment. How good it is to breathe with ease and with grace this morning, grateful for this day and all the joy that is in it that we're going to get to rejoice in. Grateful for this beloved Jubilee community, this Jubilee circle, for Candace, for the board, for each and every person gathered here, every person that's ever been in this space, in the Zoom land. Grateful for the shared consciousness that we all get to rise in. Grateful for the support and the, the power that Jubilees gives each and every person that gathers here. Recognizing that it's all God. There's only God. Everywhere present in his fullness, there is no place where God is not. That even a stone is animated with the spirit of the living God. That God is all-knowing, everywhere present in his fullness. The only power there is, is God. That God is not sometime God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Always giving of itself, never, ever withholding. And regardless of appearances, it is the divine order at the center of everything. And I am one with this power, this present. It breathes me. I live, move, and have my beingness in this presence. And as this is true for me, it's true for each and every person gathered here today. One with God. Every person on the, the, the YouTube land. One with God. One with each other. One with all that there is. And so it's from this place of oneness that I bless the band. Giving thanks for the for the sharing of their gifts and talents and their creativity that have that have shown up and flown through everything flowed through everything that we have done here this morning, and I I surrender myself to the infinite, and open my heart and mind to the infinite that God may use me as a conduit for what God would have me said in a language and a way that we absolutely catch and understand, and so I bless myself. I bless each and every person here, knowing that this is a holy encounter, a divine assignment, that we have all said yes, yes, and thank you to. And I simply say, amen. Mm. I love to pray. I love to pray. You know, that is probably the, the most powerful thing that we can do is to pray because we, we realize that there's power in prayer. And it's not prayer begging and beseeching. You know, a lot of people that legislate our approach to God, as a young Van aunt said sometimes, is they want you to pray a certain way. There's no, there's no certain way to pray. It's just talking to God. But what I have been taught is that we get to affirm the truth, that we don't beg and beseech. We are created in the image and the likeness of the Most High God. All the qualities of God, that's our nature. That's the truth of our being. And so when I pray and when, well, you know, the way I was taught to pray as a practitioner is I affirm that truth. So how do you know the truth? The reality with a capital R. And that's by studying, by doing exactly what we're doing here today and do week after week is being in community, being in A Course of Miracles Classes on Wednesday night. Whatever, whatever speaks to you. Steeping ourselves in this. And so early on in my spiritual life, because you know, like I said before, hard head makes us all behind. And uh, I had to, I had to go through a lot of things before I could get to that point. And the key to it, to not just studying, is self awareness. You know, you have to know yourself and know your triggers, know whose thoughts are what, because, you know, sometimes the voice in my head that I don't need to listen to is very loud and always seeks to accuse and attack. So I need to be able to know the difference, and that's why studying is so important. And I remember as a, when I was getting ready to become a teacher, my family, you know, your family knows you better than anybody else, right? because they've been with you their whole life. And so I remember my little sister saying to me when I told her I was going to be a teacher, well, Deb, how are you going to have patience with other people's children when you don't have patience with your own family? So I took a breath, thought about it, and I said, well, I ain't got to go home with them. <laughs> so that made that, that part a little easier. And the truth to be told, when we think about relationships in the common denominator, my relationship with my work, that was the easy part. You know, being able to, to see my children and see them, being able to, to be in right relationship with them, that was the easy part. Where I had issues in my personal life. You know, because I always thought, well, if, if I had the right partner, or if I lived in the right place, or if I had the right vehicle, or the right guitars, that all would be well in the world. And then as soon as I got it, had it for a little while, it was like, well, I don't even know why I wanted that. It's like that motorcycle. I, I had to have a Harley. That was the thing. I wanted a motorcycle. And I was with someone who did not want me to have a motorcycle, and I was like, well, Bye. Bye, Felicia. So, uh, it, it, but once I got that motorcycle and had it a little while, yes, I enjoyed it, but the joy came out of it because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love and something that wasn't going to love me back. And so it was about that time that I became began to study A Course in Miracles. And, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people... You know we're sunday church goers we read a course every now and then get out of it what we put into it and once i started to embody these principles and to learn to become aware of what i was thinking what i was feeling and started testing it because sometimes you got to play with this stuff okay i don't perceive my own best interest i'm a turn it over to the universal manager and i'm going to see what spirit does and as we see these things pop up like oh wow god's idea about that's so much better than anything i could come up with you know because it's it's, a, it's a, if we think about the perspective that the infinite has if it's everywhere present as principle says everywhere presence as it, as itself knowing itself in through and as everything and i've got this little limited thing based on these physical eyes and my past experience, who are we going to go with? We lean into that kind of consciousness. But first, I had to be aware of what was going on in my body. So I started to pay attention to uh, uh, the slightest tug of negative emotion. I think Abraham Hicks taught me that. So that when I feel that tug, rather than becoming reactive, I become curious. And so if I can, I, if I have to, I bracket it so that I can take time alone and sit with it and ask questions around. If I have time, I go ahead and do it. What, what is this about? What is at the root of this? And a lot of times it's fear. And it's so important that we trace that back to the root, because if we don't, that operating system is going to be operating in every area of our lives. Like one of the operating systems that I developed over the years that I have to have my back to the wall and I have to make sure everybody's all right. I have to scan the room to make sure there's no form of attack or anything that I need to defend against. And that is very hard on the body. And you put yourself in a situation where you're responsible for 600 people, 60 staff, parents and a community, and that really puts a lot of pressure on the body. And so I had to learn to pay attention and know when to ask for help, self-awareness. Know what's going on in your body. Know what you're feeling and where you're feeling it in the body. That's self-awareness. It's different from mindfulness. Mindfulness is being in the moment. If I'm washing my hands, I feel the water on my hands. And that brings me back into the present moment. If I'm taking a shower, I do the same thing. Trying to bring myself back to the present moment. And then I can respond rather than react the way I have done all my life. Instead of moving into a relationship and checking the doors and making sure I got a way out. I stay fully present. But it took a long time to get to that point because, again, I I didn't realize that I was the common denominator in every problem I had. That all these other people were just wonderful people. They were holy assignments. I know that we were there for each other. There was a gift that I gave, a gift that I received. And if I don't get the lesson, guess what? It's like uh, Paul Farini was saying. And Ayala Van Zandt has said it. If you don't get the lesson, you get the same story, the same situation, and another set of pants. And it's so cool if you get to this point in your life when you recognize it. And I remember not two weeks ago, I said, I've been here. I've done this. I know what had to do it right this time. And I was like, I was so proud of myself because I slammed it like nobody's business because I am an eternal fixer, you know, rescuer. Right. And so I was like, "Mm -mm, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna surrender it to spirit. We make it so hard on ourselves because we try to do this stuff by ourselves. Spirit is waiting for us waiting for us for the as of course says for the slightest invitation to help us but in order to invite spirit we got to be aware that we need it we got to be aware and open and receptive to the miracle the miracle's always there but we get caught up in ourselves and our figure it out thinking that we can do it we can do it for ourselves and another thing that I learned uh, as as a, a practitioner is that there's nothing to do. There's nothing to fix in another and being able to actually embody that consciousness, whether you are are meeting with a client or whether you're passing someone like Candace did in the parking lot uh, at the store, to be able to recognize that this person that she encountered was not someone that she needed to do anything or fix. Her presence, her consciousness, elevated that encounter because she stayed connected to source and remembered the truth of, her being therefore she was able to remember the truth of that being that was in front of her and i guarantee you both consciousness rised as well as the consciousness of every person they came in contact with so that's why self-awareness is so important to know yourself it's like gloria kapensky said no sailor goes to sea without first knowing what its boat will do or how to adjust the sails That's what we can do in in our practice, our spiritual practice, through prayer and meditation and study and being in community and, I can't stress it enough, embody it, try it out, practice it. The more we do it and we start seeing, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, I've watched the grocery aisles clear. So that there was nobody that would come close to me if I, you know, I didn't want to come around germs or, or I didn't have a friend that doesn't like to be in, in crowded places. It's like Moses parting the sea. You can't make this stuff up and you can't unsee it. And so spirit wants us to call upon it. But we have to be aware of what's going on within us and then we have to surrender it to spirit and there's sometimes when i'll go over to somebody's house and i say, lord i have messed up and i am willing to see this differently i'm I'm gonna i surrender it to the holy spirit you know be you in charge because i know your way is going to give me peace my place my place is going to give me hell So if I do it my way, so I surrender it to the Spirit. And it's just amazing to me, as long as I stay in the pocket, as long as I stay calm, centered, tuned in, tapped in, aware of my oneness with God, aware of my oneness with each and every person, it's just amazing to watch things unfold with ease and grace. Life doesn't have to be this hard as we make it. Ease and grace are the order of our days. We are one with the one and only power and presence that is God. Each of us are unique expressions here to do what only we can do. But we are so hard on ourselves. That's why it's so important to recognize the critic. I remember as a a first-year principal, I I was reading uh, Brene Brown's Daring Greatly and at the end of her book she, she quotes theodore roosevelt and his daring greatly speech and it's, it goes like this it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better because you know the egos is always telling you know you you should have could have done a better job the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena Whose face is marred with dust, sweat, and blood. Who strives valiantly. Who errs. Who comes up short again and again. Who at best knows in the end the the triumph of high achievement. And who at worst, if he fails, he fails while daring greatly. And so that's why it's so important to be self-aware, because God doesn't criticize. God doesn't rush us to the next level. I remember trying, you know, when I first started this spiritual walk, I was like, I had this hunger. I had to keep reading. I had to keep reading. I had to keep reading. It was just like I felt like I had to rush, rush, rush until I got to the answer that I needed. And then finally, I think the third time I read A Course in Miracles <laughs> I started to slow down. I even wrote out every word of the Course of Miracles in like six journals, a little bit every day over a year period, because my mother taught me that, you know, to learn your spelling words, you had to write them out several times, and that would help you remember it. So I wrote it out to embody it. And when I, when I started to do that, that's when that critic, the voice of the critic, I started to recognize it. And once you recognize it, you say, hello, friend. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. And I'm going to do this. Because of self-awareness. So we bring ourselves back to the breath. We use whatever tool works for us. Attention to the body, paying attention to our emotions. Because emotions are just meant to be felt and released. They're not meant to be pushed down. They're, They're there to... For us to be curious about. And so. When we become self aware. We start to be responsive. Instead of reactive. But another big piece of the puzzle. Is forgiveness. Because we. Are brutal. To ourselves. We can be brutal. To other people. But all forgiveness. Is self forgiveness. On some level. And so. When I think about self forgiveness. I. I. I forgive myself for thinking my mama was crazy. I forgive myself for, for thinking that my life should have turned out any more different than it did. I forgive myself for the mistakes that I made that hurt a lot of people. Now, Maya Angelou said when you Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. We're all doing the best that we can, and that includes ourselves. It includes all the people that, that are in, a part of our lives that, you know, the, the, there's a saying that says when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. That's not a teacher of God like Candace or anybody else is people, or Reverend Michael. Our teachers are the people that are right in front of us. When the student is ready, our teacher appears just like that person appeared to Candace, like that relationship, because, because everything is a relationship and we get to do it over and over. So don't worry if you don't get the lesson (laughs) it's going to come back and you know it could be in this life it could be in another life but I don't know about you I'm ready to get this thing I'm going to stay in the moment I'm going to learn the lessons that I can do when I come back I'm going to be teaching and and serving full tilt wide open that is, my, that is my intention and I'd like to be able to do it before I leave the planet because I love to be in service but I've got to be self aware I've got to forgive myself and everybody else because Everybody's just walking each other home. We have one of the things about being a practitioner, you have to maintain practitioner consciousness and see the truth regardless of illusion and know that each and every person has their own answers. There's nothing I can tell you at all about your life or decisions you should be making or shouldn't be making. We don't shoot on ourselves or anybody else, as Reverend Michael says. But I can hold space. I can focus my intention so intently on the truth with, with practitioner consciousness that that person in front of me begins to feel it and experience it for themselves because all minds are joined. And I have no private thoughts, as the Course would say. So every relationship is important. Forgiveness is the most powerful thing that we can do for one another. And then finally, there's self-care. We've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to be able to communicate what we need and not be afraid to ask for what we need. If you need space, if you need time, if you need help with something, tell me. And if we can't honor another person's need then we have some decisions to make for ourselves and we need to be able to ask for what we need we need to be able to put the mask over ourselves before we we go out and and serve if I don't meditate and pray in the mornings hmm Energetically, there's there's a major difference. So a part of my self care is is my my spiritual practice in the morning. I personally have to spend at least two hours reading, studying, praying, and meditating. But that that's what works for me. Some people can do. I had an hour. I think when I was a principal, I would get up at four o'clock in the morning because girl, you do not want to go to school without being meditated. So it, that's a part of my self care. Also acupuncture. Being able to do vitamin C treatments. All of this is a part of my self-care. Maybe it's getting away. Let's, let's get away from the world for a while. Even if you have to go for a drive. But find out through your awareness what you need to be able to rise to the highest level. Because we're not here just to, okay, we're just going to get by. You know, Reverend Michael shared a Walter Russell quote this morning in his Inner Visions article that said, Genius is self imposed, mediocrity is also self imposed. And nobody rises to low expectations. But we can't get there unless we're self aware. We know what we're thinking. We know what we're feeling. And we surrender it to the universal manager, to spirit, and ask for help. I don't know where my keys are. I ask for help. And Reverend Cynthia asked what to wear. And I did that this morning. What do y'all think? <laughs> So, you know, it's just to be self-aware, to forgive yourself for your mistakes. I hurt so many people, y'all. It's so sad when I think about it. But I forgive myself for the mistakes I made because I know I wasn't coming from love. My behavior was out of fear. And then finally take care of yourself. And another part of that for me is seeing my practitioner. I have I have several practitioners that I sit with, and I, I sit with other folks as a practitioner, but they are able to listen to me. I set my intention of what I want to come forth in this in this session. And they are able to sit with me and help me and see the truth of my being and recognize who I am and my consciousness and help me to find my own answers. And I've got one, if I got some emotional trauma coming up, if there's some that energy uh, needs to be straightened out, I got another one. If there is something I'm doing as far as as being a practitioner is concerned, I see them. You know, Reverend Michael said one day we're gonna have a, a agape licensed spiritual practitioner or spiritual practitioner of any form, just like we have a dentist just like we have a doctor because we need someone in our lives that can that can be steadfast and relentless in knowing the truth of who we are and everybody's not there yet they're getting there but that's why it's important for me to to see a practitioner or you know someone that can can hold that space for me and allow me To to find my own answers. Because if each of us, according to principle, is a unique expression of God, God is closer to our breath, nearer than our hands and feet, then all the answers are within us. Nothing is outside of us. And I dare you, I dare you to test it. Because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, I have seen the evidence thereof. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. So start to play. Play with awareness. Be quick to forgive. And if you feel that tension rise up and you feel like you need a minute, you take your minute. And I promise you, You're gonna feel better, live in more joy than you ever thought possible. And you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, Oh yeah.